Famcast Media. Bitch. Welcome to the SM Podcast. Scribble and Mad Max. Not my bad, keep my circle tight Spitting up that verbal light To shed upon the vagabond Who's searching for some more to life Black. Now approaches the wandering Jew I'm taking some bumps and lacing some blunts And I'm just smoking this sauntering And we are up in the fucking building Yes sir uh, You might be outside You might be in your car I don't fucking know where you are right now But we're, we're in it We're in there with you It's S&M Underground It's scribbling his max and it's fucking, it's 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 Friday. I mean, it is Friday. That's I think that's mostly the Monday, fans but. of this podcast are probably at a bar, sniffing a powdery substance off some girl's fucking butthole. I would like to think that that is what our fans are doing. I, I'd like to think that they are getting into some manner of uh, debauchery. And again, because like I said, it is Friday. It's not actually Friday right now, but it's going to be Friday when people hear this. That's so, right, You know what I'm saying? Fucking do the damn thing. Fucking Friday it up. Like that one chick who made a fucking terrible song and it still went platinum. <laughs> I can't believe Rebecca, you even... Re- Rebecca Black, wasn't that her name? I... I No, somebody posted about it the other day. I think Crossroom posted about it, and he was like, I went, I listened to this just to see if there was, like, nostalgia value or what the deal was, and it was like, no, this is terrible now, and it was terrible then, <laughs> so, like, fucking, what even happened here? But it is strange how things with the, uh, with the advent of the internet, how if something happens to kind of game the algorithm, because that's the big part of it now. Like, I genuinely believe that a lot of shit if it happened to hit the algorithm right and it just showed up on everybody's phone at the same time, then shit that we're doing would definitely, if not go viral, but get much better recognition. The problem is, it's the, the algorithm is set up in a way where you have to get so many fucking views off rip to even get put into the algorithm in the places where some of those videos are. It's fucking crazy. Like, it's almost a totally losing battle. It's a good thing that we love making music and shit because if we didn't, then... Who the fuck would want to start now? That's all I'm saying. Yeah, and I mean, even with shit like Spotify, like, if you don't, if you're not dropping a new single every two to three weeks, your shit is going to fucking go down immensely. You want to know what? I will say this, that I personally have had it where my viewership or listenership usually hovers right around, like, 1,800, 2,000, roughly. And to my credit, it stays there pretty consistently. Uh, it went up a little while when uh, the homie JP the Hustler put me on a fucking uh, collab that was uh, getting some play with uh, Gruesome 2. Shout out, Gru. Fucking sick fucks, Mission in fact, all that good shit. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know, man. I'm, uh, I'm trying to uh, decide which direction I want to go first as far as fucking entertaining the people but you know what speaking of the people that's probably the good place to start you you said we got so you know we got some questions we got some reviews we got some messages and i i am definitely curious to see where we're going with that because i have not been prepped i don't know what none of this is going to be so yeah so uh you know for everybody listening um we we encourage everyone to go leave a five-star review um, on whatever podcast app you use, um, 
primarily I'm you know Apple Pod, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Oh, all right. Spotify, you can't review shit. So we have some reviews of people. No, nah, that's actually no. Nah, that's that's a good point. We have reviews of people who listen on Spotify, and there's nowhere to review, so they just sent us the shit. You know what I mean? Okay. So, well, hey, man. People are listening. <laughs> Fuck the bullshit. That's all I need to know. Yeah, so we got we got about 10 to 12 reviews, and then I asked for some fan questions, and we got about 12 to 15 fan questions, so we got some shit to yeah, talk I've about. Yeah, I've seen some of those. All right, well, hey, let's fucking jump right into it. Let's, uh, let's hear about these reviews. All right, so um, going to Apple iTunes or Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, we got a okay. review from Ginger Ant. Shout out, Ginger Ant. Um, Ginger Ant. The title of the review is Great Show, Love This Podcast, Five Stars, and she says, I'm assuming it's a chick, because Ginger, or it could be a dude, you know, whichever way you nah, prefer. Yeah, you never know. Uh, and th- th- it says, this podcast is dope, I love the subject matter, I get tired of people doing podcasts, all they do is cry. Uh, <laughs> uh, this po- <laughs> this dope po- This dope podcast, this is a dope podcast, keep doing what you guys are doing. Alright, Ginger Ant, well, shout out Hey, yeah, no, much hey, Appreciate that, and indeed we shall um, I'm still stoked that we've already That we've made it this far, we've been doing it this long And people are listening uh, That's tight, fucking I am uh, I am just uh, an underground Fucking uh, Traveler, and uh, I think it's uh, it, it really is cool that We've had experiences uh, that people are interested in, or we have opinions people are interested in. I think that shit is cool. So who else we got? What's well, next? well, you're going to love this one, because this one is completely all over your dick, so you're going to enjoy this one. Oh, boy. All right. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So this is titled Love It, Five Stars, uh, by Insane K. Um, okay. And she's. this is, uh, I think, our most, most lengthy review, at least on Apple Podcasts. Um, oh, shit. All right. She says, I've been a fan of Mad Max since I was 15. Or it could be a dude. I don't know. There's a heart, so I'm assuming yeah, it's a chick. I was about to say. <laughs> oh, well, no, you never know. I've been a fan of Mad Max since you I really was... really never know. Since I was 15. I'm 22 now. And seeing that he had a podcast, I listened to it instantly. I absolutely love it. <laughs> I could listen to these guys for hours. Truly interesting... Truly interesting. I love listening to Mad Max talk about things he's extremely passionate about, and he won't shut the fuck up ever. I added that part. Uh, the topics. Hey, you, well, you're right. But... <laughs> the topics these guys talk about are amazing, and you can tell that they care about what they discuss. Heart emoji. Can't wait till more episodes get released. Mad Max got me through high school, and I genuinely admire him and his work. I love you guys. Another heart emoji. So shout out. Insane. Hey, that's no super, not super shout outs, man. I got to tell you, it's been wild to me at this point. The amount of times I've heard some shit like that, where like people found my music during really difficult times in their lives. And then like, it's just weird how that happens. Cause it's obviously for it to have happened with me is just like, it's an honor to be able to, you know, be a part of, you know, a person's story in that way. But it's also just like, I've seen it happen with so many different things, like you know, there are, you know, podcasts, movies, uh, music, uh, things that happen to come about in your life at these times that you know are very serious. For whatever reason, like there are certain you know certain songs uh, you know evoke different responses from me. Like uh, "Take Me to Church" 
Not a great one. Don't really... Song is okay, but I really don't love the things I remember when I listen to that one. Right. Um, it was just on the radio a lot. Well, it's amazing that, 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 that something that... And it's usually, to be honest, like, I've had people, you know, say shit like, Oh my God, this song got me through this and through that. And, exactly. And, and To be able to, to, to know that there are people that feel that way about some shit that I made is just is an honor beyond anything I can fucking possibly imagine but it's always like the song that you barely gave any thought to you know what i mean it's like it's like for me sort of oh okay well but so this is what i'll say this is what i will say to that and well so i actually have something to say after that but um i heard something once that uh cheryl crow if i recall correctly uh you know the song all i want to do is have some fun so that was like a that was like a vomit track that was just like oh i just want to put some shit out because I need, you know, like the the fucking the label wants a single, but fucking she would talk about how there are other songs that she does like really agonizes over, really thinks a lot about, and then those ones don't really end up getting as much uh, notoriety. And I think that it's interesting how it happens that way a lot of the time, where songs that you don't necessarily think that much about that just kind of. Huh, just come out of yeah, I'm saying, I'm saying like, for me, it's not even a case of like uh, I just have to finish an album and I throw this song. It's like I, I do put. Oh, I know. I do put love into my songs when I, when I'm getting deep and when oh, I'm yeah. getting serious on songs. But it's like okay, like uh, find my way right from Black Eyed Children. That's the biggest song on Black okay. Eyed Children. Okay, and that's that that is okay. me doing some kind of emotional shit. But the next track, bring right. the bring the pain. I felt, right. dude, that that took me like a long time to write and just like get it perfect, okay. and, and I wanted to make sure my 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 proper emotion that I was feeling came out through the song, and nobody knows sure. about that shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? But they all know. Find my yeah, way. Yeah, no, listen, bro, no, dog. I the the fact of, I think it's weird how that happens with rappers sometimes, where the songs that they like, that they think should be good are not always necessarily the ones that are as popular. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I do think that it is a cool part of the experience to just like, like when the songs that you like sync up with, when a fan tells you, oh, I really like this one track, and you're like, fuck yeah. Like, yeah, yeah somebody liked that one. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, even I, if I it's not call, a popular one, it just it feels call those good knowing that somebody liked that. Yeah, the real the, ones, Okay, so. all right. Nah, I fucks with that. <laughs> well, so... No, and so again, that was uh, Insane K, I think was the last one, but so, nah, these are dope, man. I'm glad that people are fucking feeling what we're doing. Who else we got? What are we looking at? So next up, we got Jay Knotts. Um, Jay Knox? And and I I don't know what his actual name is, but I'm assuming since we've had no guests, he's alluding to him, to we brought him up somehow, so I assume it's someone we know, because he says, good stuff, five stars. I'm on episode two, and it's really good so far. Definitely worth your time. So I'd have to go back and listen to episode no, oh, two. No, 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 no. I think that, no, when he says I'm on episode two, I think he just says that's the episode that he's gotten to. You know what, Max? I just realized that. that. I just been, I just realized that when you it. started explaining it, and I feel so fucking <laughs> No, but <retarded> listen. Right <laughs> no, but you want to know, no, but you want to know what, though? I totally mentally I go places like that sometimes, <laughs> so I I completely understand what you're talking about and oh what you're saying. God. Like I could I could make that exact same mistake. I've probably made um. that same mistake <laughs> in some other way. But no, shouts to the homie. Um, it's honestly 
I think, again, there is a lot of uh, very interesting material. And it's varied, you know what I mean? Yeah. We're fucking, we're, we're going round, round the fucking bend. We're doing our thing. And we're also, you know, it's like it's not gimmicky. We're just fucking doing the damn thing. Yeah. So. Exactly. All right, who do we, uh, who's who's up next? All right. All right, next we got a review from Nathan6629, some weird symbol, forever hip-hop. Um, okay. Interesting. And this one is, I've been a fan of Scribble since his Skinwalker album, and to hear him behind the scenes rather than just knowing him through the music is fucking radical. Uh, so this guy, clearly radical. a... Uh, clearly a uh, totally dude! A total stoner or a beach bum who fucking lives, hey, lives to surf. either or, that's all good. Shout out, okay, Nathan. Yeah, Shout out, whoever you are. Uh... Shouts. His music is fucking radical. Listening to listen to every episode so far. Addicted to this pod. Mad Max is definitely a name I've heard before, and because of the show, I went and listened to his music. Ah, oh, there you go, and it's awesome. Keep it underground, yeah. boys. Hell yeah. Nate from Brooklyn. <laughs> All right. Yes. So bro- All right, Nate from Brooklyn. Okay. And some Brooklyn that's love. The old not. Not the actual stomping grounds, but that's where my father was born, and that, you know I was. First three years of my life, I think, we lived in uh, Manhattan, in uh, Soho, and then uh, moved to uh, New Jersey, like rural New Jersey, out in the fucking, well, it was a nice community, but it was right next to farms and shit. Right. And it's like, I don't know. It was a nice community on paper. All the people fucking sucked out there. (laughs) But. All right. So uh, the next review we got is from a guy named Sweet. Uh, and okay. I, I got this through Instagram. He said uh, uh, he listens on Spotify, but he can't leave a review, so he left us a review in, on Instagram. Um, okay. And I just want to give, you know, I do, we do appreciate every review, even if it's not, you know, on a, an official podcast app. We do. Yeah, but, yeah, and but yeah, and even if you're not blowing us, you know, you can be honest. Yeah, and, and, uh, but people who, only listen to podcasts on Spotify and stuff like that. Check out Podcast Addict. It's the app I use. It's totally free, just like most podcast apps. Um, it's very fucking cool, and you can leave reviews for any of the podcasts you fuck with or hate. You know what I mean? So check out Podcast Addict. Um, get on there and discover a lot more dope shit. All right. Um, well, no, and the, which which that is fair, just because the. Um, you can leave, put it to you like this. If you listen on Spotify, definitely, you know, give us the stars, you know, four or five, fucking one, I don't care. But if you di- if you get a chance, again, Podcast Addict, is that what you said it's called? Yeah, yeah, Podcast Addict. Okay, so yeah, do that. And <laughs> then, then you, or, or iTunes, I think, because then you can leave an actual review. iTunes, which and is again, Apple, we'll, Apple podcast now. iTunes doesn't exist correct. anymore, supposedly. All right. No, right? you were, no, you're right. You're right. Um, but so if you do it that way, you can actually write something where like, and not so much that, cause obviously, you know, again, we get these messages and whatnot. We'll still read them and shit. But, um, if you do that on the other ones, you know, again, it helps boost and whatnot. So. The more that we can do this and the more that we can get out there. Because, you know what? My whole deal is wanting to, like, help just kind of further underground music in general. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, underground shit deserves way more credit than it gets. And I don't even necessarily just mean myself or, you know, you scribble. I think that we, and, you know, not for nothing, you got some pretty good fucking uh, exposure with a lot of the shit that you're doing. However, um, point being... I do think underground shit does deserve at least a little bit more like 
a little bit more love in the algorithm, yeah. like I was saying. You know what I mean? Like, Yo, let me let me let me really tell you, bro. That. Let me tell you, as someone who's been a pod, right, as someone who's been a podcast fan, as I've said for years and years, and someone who searches out shit that I'm passionate about to listen to people talk about. Oh yeah, it is very hard to find anybody talking about La Coca Nostra. Cage, you can't find a goddamn thing. And Cage was a fucking phenomenon in the underground for you know five That's, years, six yeah, years. You want to know what? I it's actually very interesting with Cage, where the people who know him usually love his shit to some extent. For yeah. me, <clears throat> I never got super deep into a lot of his shit. But to the flip side, I love Leak Brothers so fucking much <laughs> that it's like ridiculous. Yeah. And it's, which is bad because Classic it's album. an album about doing PCP. So you got to be <laughs> careful about that. But I like just the lyrics and the beats. And I can't remember the, the name of the producer who uh, did Leak Brothers. My old, um, my, my old manager. I, I wasn't into, I knew about Cage for a long time and I'd like to, you know, what, what I'd heard and shit. But it wasn't until probably 2015 or 2016 where my old manager, right. Dopey, fucking said, yo, you need to listen to Cage. And even after that, it took like, uh, it took a year, a couple years to really dig deep into Cage's shit. Uh, pause. But <laughs> once I did, once I did, it was like, yeah, this guy's fucking incredible, you know? And, and it's, oh, yeah. it's oh, hard no to question, find man. people fucking talking about this shit. I, I found one, like, Bro, one person, reviewed, one person reviewed movies for the blind, like, years ago, and then you can't even find that no more, you know? I don't know. No, listen, bro, uh, we may have had this conversation. I don't know if we had it on the podcast, but I fucking used to work, excuse me, at this uh, warehouse, briefly, uh, picking and packing pallets. And one of the dudes that worked there... Uh, he would listen to music on the on the, I don't know how he would make it on the radio necessarily, but he had these this one Cage track specifically, which was uh, I just know the hook, which was daydreams of being a murderer, killer, assassinator, death coordinator, executioner. That's actually all that I remember of it. But <laughs> it was like no, it was definitely definitely Cage like. And it was just weird because the other shit that this kid put me on to was like Stack Bundles and Max B and shit. Like, he was not a dude that you would expect would be listening to fucking Cage. You right. know what I'm saying? And then there were other, no, there were other tracks. He had an MP3 player and he had like promo tracks from Hell's Winter. And Great album. it was, I can't. I can't remember what the... You want to know what? Those are going to... the I'm going to go through Cage at work. Um, fucking... Cage's shit has always... Like, his lyrics have always been insane. Yeah. Like... Oh, man. Like... I was trying to think of which one from fucking Leak Brothers I was going to throw out there, but... The, the classic one everybody always says is fuck up your head like cornrows put in by blind giants. Put in by blind which giants. Which is just like, which is such a dope lyric for the fact of like, just, it, it, it's like, it's an awesome thought, but to have that thought is just like, yeah, he was smoking PCP. Because that's, that's one of those, I'm super high out of my mind thoughts that you would never write yeah. down, but in the moment you think, yo, that's hot. I need to remember that, but you never write no, it down. No, for sure. 
Well, so let me ask you this, knowing Cage like that, because and forgive me, because this is one of the things that sucks about me. I realized this listening to the podcast when I, because you know, not out of vanity, but out of like, I want to make sure I'm doing better. And I want to not have the same verbal tics, which I'm trying to be better about that. <laughs> yeah, me but too. I do, I, I do listen to the episodes, and I realize one of the things about me is that like some things I know pretty solidly, but a lot of things I just know at a distance that I like I have an opinion about, but I'll say like you know I don't know exactly this or I don't know exactly that, and I just I'm trying to you know I always want to make sure that I come across as authentic, and my thing is that I. I'm, I'm aware of so much of Cage's shit and like so many other rappers too even that just like where you know about somebody but to really like put it to you like this if if you somebody was going to listen to your shit would you prefer that they just listen to a few songs or would you prefer they went through your catalog? Uh, that's a fucking tough question. Um, Is it? Yeah, because on the one hand, you I mean, I mean, you want you hope they listen to a song and they fuck with it enough to go through your whole catalog. No, you know what I mean? indeed, I don't disagree. I just mean that I I guess the the point that I'm getting to in a roundabout way is I feel like a rapper's body of work is it's it says a lot about who they actually are in totality and it's like, but it is difficult. But it is difficult to actually take that all in a lot of the time, if somebody doesn't happen to, you know, strike you like that. So, um, it's I don't know, because again, I I always did enjoy Cage, but for whatever reason, like I got a homie uh, from well, yeah, I got a homie from uh, back in the day who I'm pretty sure he had a weatherman tattoo on his hand. Like yeah. he was, you know, gang deep on that shit. Oh and no, so, bro! They had that whole movement was a fucking like they're still oh, yeah. diehards from that whole fucking. Oh, of course, a hundred percent, bro! I guarantee it. Like I remember having to do a fucking um, like driver retraining class in Newark once, and there was a fucking like Mexican dude with a La Coconostra shirt on. Yeah. I was like, that's the most gangster shit I've ever heard because that guy right there is probably like. He probably knows somebody. That motherfucker is fucking getting it in. But like, no, I just the 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 underground fandoms are are super hardcore because people, you know, they take pride in it. Like, oh, like I know about this super dope shit that not that many other people actually know about. Yeah. And like, you know, a lot of the time when you find somebody that happens to fuck with the same super obscure shit that you do, they end up being pretty cool. I mean, it, it varies. Don't get me wrong, but. Like, I do. That's one of the cool things about underground music. Because again, but I well, let I me ask that you. Is also let me gate, ask that, you. That's where gatekeepers come if, from. If 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 do you feel like Cage didn't have wasn't steadily putting out enough material for you to be like that interested where you dive into it? I I don't. Oh no, I don't think it's that at all. Because I'll tell you right now, I think that again, I listen to the, the, the Leak Brothers. It's not even just him. And the album is so good that I just, it's, I know the whole thing almost front to back, like almost by heart. And like, cause it's just super dope. And for whatever reason, I, maybe it's the fact that I'm neurodivergent, but I like, I am, well, losing my train of thought at this point. (laughs) So. That was great. Yeah. Hold no, on, hold on, hold on. Was, you uh, said you said a word uh, uh, that a layman can understand. What was that? Neurodivergent? What is that? Neurodivergent. I ADHD. Ah, okay, okay. 
Because well, not for nothing. If you genuinely do have, you should have just you should have just like said that in the first place because then you sound like a one uh, 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 of the people. I'm a sandwich well, that, artist. Well, no, the, I, look, fair <laughs> enough. I I always assumed that it was kind of like. Well, then again, people don't fucking. I don't assume anybody is coming in here. Some people come in here, obviously, knowing who I am, but uh, wouldn't assume that there are that many who uh, who just know know who I am, and that's why they're here. But Fucking yeah! Are there more uh, reviews? Did we just go off <laughs> yeah, on like a twenty-minute tangent about yeah. nothing. <laughs> yeah, we did. It's the show sure about nothing, I'm bro. I'm sure we did. That should be our podcast hey, tagline. That's okay. That's okay. No, first of all, this ain't a show about nothing. The underground ain't nothing. <laughs> we uh, we we do have we have those conversations. I'm trying you know, to I'm I, trying to right say, now, bro. We're just... we're, we are the Seinfeld of podcasts. It's the podcast about nothing and everything. Eh, well, I mean, I don't know. That seems very broad. <laughs> I don't necessarily. I don't know. Are you catching? Hey, are you are you catching the Seinfeld reference? I just want to make sure. I I do understand. Okay, I know what right. you're. Uh, <laughs> I, I get what the reference is supposed to be, but so no. Are there any more? We yeah, any, let, we we never know? even read sweets. Sweet. Okay. All right. So uh, yeah, like I said, he listens on Spotify. Uh, he said, "I like okay. hearing your guys's knowledge about the game and the underground." This is definitely my scene, and you guys know it pretty damn well. You two could probably talk about anything, and I'd be entertained. Gotta tell Max to get a better goddamn microphone, though. Much love, family. Sweet. I, well, no, okay, so that depends on which episode he was listening to, exactly. because now that I'm using my studio mic, he I know that it's Yeah, he, he hasn't, he no way hasn't could... heard the new episodes yet. I, I, at the very least, that's early, that's early shit for sure. Yeah. But, um... Because I know that the last couple definitely sounded... Especially when Derek was here, that shit sounded fucking real good. But, um... Yeah, no, uh, props to Sweet. 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 <laughs> Alright, the, ne- the next one we got is um, uh, someone else who listens on uh, YouTube. And everyone okay. on YouTube, if you're only listening on YouTube, you ain't getting the full episodes. Those are mainly clips that we post just yeah. to get motherfuckers to come listen to the podcast. So Yeah, correct. Um, but we there don't are, really there have are it where we're doing a video right now, so there are a few episodes that are full episodes out. But uh, yeah, yeah, because again, yeah, because we were doing video back then, but we ain't doing that now. So this is from Oliver Longchamps. <laughs> Shout to the name on okay, <laughs> it's dope. All um, right, now that name sounds familiar. I think that's <clears> a uh, that's a supporter. That's a homie. This may be my new favorite underground music podcast. Been a fan of Mad Max. There you go, another one from Max. Uh, since I discovered his music in 07, uh, I believe, and hearing him chop it up about the scene is just awesome. I've always respected that's 15 the... 15 fucking years... 2007, that's 15 fucking years ago. Yeah, that's, that's good. Crazy. Do you feel old, bro? I... Kinda? <laughs> like, fuck! Uh, damn! He goes on, I've always respected the dude's opinion, then Scrib is not an artist I'm 100% familiar with. But seems like a cool dude whose music I will have to browse at some point in the new near future. Go do that, dickhead. All in all, I'm looking forward to seeing where this show goes. All right, shout out Oliver. Big props. Shouts to Ollie Longchamps. All Fuck right. yeah, man. And no, then, that's not. Scribble's definitely got... He's got some good shit out there, man. Trust and believe on that. Like, he's somebody who... It's been a long time where I, like, being aligned with somebody who is... Um, so strongly dedicated to lyricism because I'm just 
you know, I, I try not to be too hibbity-bibbity, you know, about it, but fucking lyricism is where it's at. Fuck oh, bro, shit. yeah, yeah, and I'm glad I fucking found someone who goddamn agrees with me, bro. It's hard to find people who agree, you know, not in the underground, but just like in the overall world, you know what I mean? People don't care no, about lyricism sure, man. anymore. I mean, no, absolutely not. Everybody, it's, it's all turned into a fucking circle jerk fucking popularity contest. All right, so the next review is from uh, Pinky McBrain77. Whatever the fuck that Pinky is. Pinky McBrain, okay. That sounds familiar. What is Pinky McBrain? That's something, That's right? Now that I'm not sure. Uh, anyway, uh, this person says the show is dope. Scribble and Max have put together a show that reminds me of having ca- conversations with the homies, which I think is exactly, you know, what we're going for. Cause I mean, we're uh, just, yeah, we're just homies having a conversation. So <laughs> why not? Oh, absolutely. Um, sometimes insightful, sometimes offensive, always fun. And that's uh, pinky McBrain. Fuck yeah, man. And we got two more reviews. Um, no, just one more. Okay. Um, this is from... Now, this guy, shout out to this dude. He sent a fucking review document to the fucking SNM, <laughs> SNM uh, <laughs> underground at gmail.com. He sent a fucking full okay. document. It's like three paragraphs. <laughs> oh, uh, goddamn. So, I mean, I mean, we're, 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 we're inciting people's uh, energy here. We're inciting people's love of uh, oh, underground yeah, hip-hop, and it's fucking cool as shit. This is oh, from yeah. Akmuk. Uh, I'm sorry if I butchered that. I don't know how to correctly say that shit, but uh, he says, So let me begin by saying it's an honor to be doing this review of SNM Underground Podcast. You goddamn right it's an honor. Don't forget that shit. Much respect and love to Scribble <laughs> and Mad Max. Um... All podcasts aren't dope, aren't dope, point blank. Uh, I connected with Scribble some time ago on IG, but haven't had a chance to really chat it up with him. But recently, I've checked out the podcast. What a pleasant surprise. It's my kind of shit. All right. Props so far. Well, I'm waiting for the, I'm waiting for the negative here. <laughs> These guys are fucking assholes. Don't listen to them. <laughs> um, Pricks. He goes on, I love to be informed of underground hip-hop artists and venues, and the very first podcast episode served it up nicely. Hearing about Scribble and Mad Max's early beginnings in the game was dope to say the least. These two have a serious love for the culture, and it shines through when listening to the podcast. Chemistry, they got it. Authenticity, they got it. Hold on, I gotta fucking wipe my dick off. It's soaking right now, bro. Like, I just, just fuck <laughs> Shut it. the fuck up. Hold on, hold Jesus on, bro. Christ. <laughs> take a fucking compliment. Without fucking removing your fucking pants, that is possible. Authenticity, they definitely man, have. You want to know what, man? I can, I appreciate that that somebody is taking the amount of time where they have yeah, obviously listened to this enough of it that they this, are fucking compelled to write that much. The, the, this guy's on meth. <laughs> There's no fucking way. <laughs> I mean. I, I don't know that that's necessarily the case, but I suppose we can't rule it out. I know every time I've written a long review like this and sent it through email, I was on meth. <laughs> Methamphetamine. Um, Methamphetamine. All, right. all right, let's continue because there's still some more. They let's, got. Let, uh, let's let's indeed. All right, all right. Authenticity. They definitely got it. I didn't know what to expect when I pressed play to hear the show, and once I locked in, I just enjoyed the history lesson. I'm from the East Coast, another East Coaster, shout out. Uh, 
So learning about their region out west, uh, I think he means my region, out west, was refreshing. Um, No doubt that I have some homework to do. Very informative. I'm really looking forward to catching up on all the S&M Underground shows. Also looking forward to catching up on the music created by these two artists. I wish the podcast much success. Keep it genuine. Pour everything into it and nurture it. I will definitely chime chime in on more as I may... As I make my way through the episodes, peace and much love. Akmuk. Fuck yeah. Word up, son. Well, hey, again, thank uh, thank you very much for taking the time to write all that shit out, man. Like, I'm glad that the... Oh, excuse me. Goddamn. I'm glad that the experiences that we have had and the shit that we have done um, resonates with you. And... Honestly, at this point, that's like the, you know, the main uh, motivating factor in continuing to do it in any kind of like, you know, like obviously you do hope to see a little bit more financial success in the future at some point, but it really does come down to like, you know, like old fucking wrestlers at the VFW that are still putting in hours, like doing uh, just wrestling events for like 25 people and this is just the world they know this is the life they live this is some shit I'm always gonna do and I'm really glad that people you know like hear about this shit and they're interested in it cause you know I'm saying like we're not I don't know I haven't like toured the world I haven't gone to you know like my music hasn't taken me to different countries not yet it's been heard in different countries so there's that that part's pretty cool all I gotta say is bro um, find a rehab, methamphetamine it will ruin your life. All right, go ahead. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong about methamphetamine ruining your life at the very least. <laughs> all right, so next, that was all the reviews we got. Shout out to everybody for real. Like, it means Fuck a fucking yeah, lot. Man. Seriously, it's, it's so cool. Um, applause. I mean, Thank and I, I, I was telling you, I was telling you, I know a lot of podcasters who actually enjoy their podcast. They have good podcasts, but they have uh, no fan base to activate anything for them. And we look at look what we got in fucking nine episodes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's man. incredible. I'm saying, well, hey, this is exactly the reason why I am glad we have been able to maintain it this whole time, because we said that this was some shit that we should do. And now it's some shit that we're doing. And there ain't no reason to stop because this has been fucking a uh, pretty simple and pleasant experience. But Although, but, but 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 at the at the rate this is going, we'll be broken up by episode twenty. So enjoy it while it lasts. Nah, you know, <laughs> nah, you know, you might be right. You might be right. Anytime anything starts to gain any kind of momentum, shit just fucking comes. All the all the all, all these reviews are gonna inflate our egos. Then we're gonna beef. <laughs> no, I'm the best. No, you're the best. <laughs> All right, so so we got some questions. I posted on Instagram. Um, yeah, I seen that. Just some. So if, if anybody wants to drop some comments, some questions, and we'll answer them on the show. So, um, can you? Are you able to pull up that Instagram and look at the questions? Yeah, let me take a look here. Yeah, we'll have you. I did the reviews. You could do. The, you could do the questions. If we can do that. Murder music uh, was the really good thing about that was the uh, different people I was introduced to through that fucking group. Like so many of the people that uh, like I was introduced to through working with them. Yeah. Like remain dope to this day. Fams and the hooligans, not least amongst them. That's how I met them. But uh, 
No, so what keeps me going, man? I mean, number one, my kids. I mean, what more can you even say? Like, that's my number one driving factor in everything I do at this point is to figure out making something better for them to make sure that they have what they need and make sure that they're having a good life as best I can. Like, that's, uh, in a nutshell, I would say that is, uh, that is it right there. But, uh, let's see here. What's the, uh, the next one we got? Well, hold up, hold up. Let me get, let me get my answer, bro. Oh, okay. Well, so it did say four max, but you should, please. Oh, did it? Okay, then fuck off, fucker. Whoever that was. All right, go ahead. (laughs) No, I'm saying, go ahead. No, no, it's the same answer as you, bro. (laughs) Oh, well, all right. You know what? Fair point. That actually is, uh, that actually is legit. What, okay, so Jetpack MUA, I assume that means makeup artist. Uh, what are the biggest misconceptions someone can have about the industry? Um... Probably that talent alone is sufficient. That's definitely 100%. That's a huge misconception that I personally took a long time to have to be able to wrap my brain around. Where I just kind of have accepted that until I'm able to really properly allocate fucking resources to marketing and that kind of shit. That my music is going to kind of remain at a certain level unless I go viral or some shit. And so, and, but I'm fine with that because specifically, I know I haven't put in that kind of expenditure with some of these things to really see that kind of result. My shit is kind of very like cult classic-y and I'm fine with that for right now. Um, I, you know, I am continuing to fucking do my thing, but I think another misconception about the industry is that there's any kind of like barrier to being involved in it. Like, you just have to decide you want to do it. Well, you, like, put music together. And every time, and then every just time, bringing it places. Every time, and I'm sure this happens to you all the time too. How many times do you get a rapper in your inbox being like, yo, I'm just starting. What advice would you have? Every time I get that question, you're already off, on the wrong fucking foot, man. Don't at, you know what the fuck to do. If you want to be a rapper, you go and you no, fucking make a, shit happen. You know what I mean? Asking I anyone the, for advice is garbage. Well, okay. So while I think that statement itself, no, is I don't. I don't say it to be, debatable. I, I don't say it to people like that. You know what I mean? But but at the, at the core of it, uh, I ain't talking about some fifteen year old kid. Bro, I'm talking about no, a listen, 20-year-old. No, dude, dude uh, come on. I know exactly who you're talking about. And that's kind of what I'm saying, is that it's not that hard to just be like... And I'm not saying that you've done anything wrong in the way that you've addressed anybody, but with some people, because again, with some people, you have to find a polite way to say, like, I don't really know what future you have doing this, but, I mean, this is what you could try to do. Like... Yeah. There are some people that do this shit, and I think that they probably know well and true that nothing is ever going to come of it. It's just, it's their way of connecting with this thing that they see above them that resonates with them so heavily that this is the way that they want to be a part of it. Some people just want to watch. Some people really, really want to be on the stage. And let me, let, let me, totally let me make it. it clear, too. Let me make it clear, too, because I get this in my fucking life all the time. Um, 
I can come off as a dick sometimes, especially if you're not if you're not hearing me in person where I can explain why I sound like a dick. It's just the way I talk. Like it's not like when people message me this year, I'm not saying, you know what the fuck to do, you fucking idiot. Like I'm not doing that. You know what I mean? I'm, I always find a nice, polite way to say shit. But at the end of the day, that when I talk like this, it's me breaking it down to the fucking bare minimum of what the shit is. You know what I mean? It's like, no, hey, yes. Hey, listen. Go ahead. Oh, no. What I was going to say, man, is I don't really think thus far we have never had a moment where I personally had to take a step back and be like, wow, he really seemed out of line there. Like, you having. <laughs> Not yet, di- You having. Well, hey, well, listen. As far as I'm concerned, even if, like. It just kind of depends on who specifically you want to be hateful about or what specific... Because hatefulness is, first of all, really the only issue. Well, that's what I'm saying cases, is pe- but... people take people take because they're fucking used to everyone sugarcoating all this shit. So when someone comes along and says some shit that's just flat out, it seems hateful. But it's not. Like, for me, I, I just want to let everyone know. Like, if you ever got a message from me and I see... Because I'm heavy on that block button, bro. On that level, I can appear to be a dick. You know what I mean? But at at the center of the shit, at the center of the shit, my intention is never to be, to fucking hurt anyone's feelings. It's just the world I come from, everyone around me was blunt as fuck. And people take bluntness for disrespect or hatred. And I'm just laying that out there. That's not what it is. Look, I don't. I don't disagree with that, but I haven't had any situations thus far in dealing with you where that has been. Right. Um, like, again, I, I, I know that I would have mentally registered a, a situation where I, you said some shit that I thought was out of line. People are allowed to have other opinions. The difference is when you want to take that opinion into somebody else's life or you want to take that into somebody else's fucking personal situation where it's going to affect the way that they operate on a fucking, you know, day-to-day basis. Unless you're going to get that fucking involved, you're allowed to have whatever fucking attitude that you want. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not that serious. I think that people... And you want to know what? I appreciate that you want to respectfully address people like that. But I also will say... In most cases, straight up, if people are going to be like that, then fuck them. Like, if you really want to be pissed off that much by something that was said, not meant to be in a hateful way, like, when you say something that is, like, intended to just be out of, like, either fact, out of curiosity, out of necessity, whatever it is, then... People getting upset about that, people honestly, like, and I hate to say it because it is kind of like a, it's not new necessarily, but I feel like there's a big wave of it going on right now is just, you know, Chris Rock did the whole thing, selective outrage. Like, people just want to, they want something to be upset about so that they can be part of a conversation where they are on supposedly the right side of something. And it's just... It's really performative, first of all, and on top of that, it ends up being bullshit because, again, when you look at the way that people actually operate and how they live their lives, it almost never lines up with their fucking bullshit online politics. So I think that trying to judge people on that basis is a fucking losing battle to, to begin with, but more than that even, 
what the, who's the fuck right is it to tell anybody what the fuck you we live in one of these countries where you this is freedom this we are allowed to do what we want to do as long as we're not fucking hurting nobody or planning on hurting nobody or holding somebody captive or whatever we can pretty much do whatever we want it's like yeah you're not supposed to collect rainwater but you probably can you're not supposed to do any number of different things but you could probably do them still get away with it well and you know it's like you said, people are looking for a reason to get pissed off, and that's their own exactly. fucking that's insecurity sure. and their own bullshit that they've been dealing with in their life. It's yeah. like, no, I don't, it's like, uh, I don't disagree I was, with that at all. For, for the listeners, I was talking to Max earlier about this DJ, and uh, this guy, I'm not going to mention any names because I don't want to be a dick about it, but this guy, uh, you know, he said he was up to fucking DJ on the song. I heard some shit. He sounded pretty good. He, you know, he could cut it up and shit. And uh, I sent him the song. He sends me back his DJ shit, his scratching. And it's some of the worst shit I ever heard. Now, I didn't go to this guy and say, this is the worst shit I ever heard, bro. What the fuck is the matter with you? Do you know what real hip-hop is? That's not what I did. I I went to this guy and said, hey, man, I know you got the skills. I could hear what you do. Respectfully, you know, if you could go back and try and do more of this, I gave him some examples. And what was his response to me, Max? Well, I don't know. I the, the, you kind of paraphrase his response was, was basically upset. "fuck you, go find someone else, yeah, you was, piece of shit." He was yeah, he's very upset, and I think that that's kind of foolish. Just even if you feel like your shit is better than that, to have that kind of response is to somebody not being like, "yo, your shit is super whack, fucking knock it off." It, like for you to have that kind of response, I think is a little like dramatic, but. That's kind of the point, man. Like, fuck it. Who cares? It's it, People are going to be the way that they're going to be because they just... And granted, you, know, you don't know everybody's story, but at a certain point, you don't need to know everybody's story. Yeah, especially, you're, you're especially not, you're someone... responsible. Especially someone that I'll probably never meet in real life. This motherfucker is someone on the internet, so if he's a dick to me, I can block his ass and never have to talk to the motherfucker yeah. again. You know? No, that's true. I that's think a beautiful that also, thing. That, that's a positive part, about does, the internet. <laughs> no, for sure. There is, in a lot of ways, it does break down that way, which is uh, which can be nice. So I saw from uh, from Spooky Scareflow, that's like, will there ever be a sequel to Devil's Rejects? Probably not. Is there a Jew Gang project in the works yet? Unfortunately, no. I love Vice Grip, but, like, you know, we've been both busy with our lives. Will Mission Infect return? I'm not the right person to ask about that. Where are the wild things? I fucking... I wish I had a good answer for you, Spooky, but I don't. That was why I was like, you can just message me and ask me these things. He knows me. Like, he no, like Spooky knows me. Like, he's supplied me with so many fucking beats for so much different shit that I've done. Like, a lot of shit. Well, shout and, out to Spooky. Uh, now, Spooky is the homie for sure. But he can just ask me these things. But so, what are your top five horrorcore songs? That could be an entire episode. We can't even fucking do that right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, not a question. But thanks for the question. Keep doing your thing. Yeah, no, that was Caleb Thomas, fifty-one, fifty-nine. Much love, uh, homie. I, you know, just again, uh, that would be a very long. I, I would have to take time to think about that. Um, B boy hero, not a question. Just a comment. Keep doing your thing. Definitely a fan. Metal, horrorcore, and motherfucking hip hop. Uh, thank you for being real. Shit's I love today. that. Hold on. Pause. Pause. Yeah, cause, no, I... Because this, this is something that I love and I found in a lot of underground hip-hop heads is that there are 
more, you know, and we've talked about it more in the horrorcore genre, more horrorcore fans, but they, I love that I can go and talk some hip hop with some motherfuckers and then get into some white zombie and some fucking Megadeth oh, and yeah. some heavy metal shit. You know what I mean? Oh, so, for sure. Now, there's more people out there than, like that than you'd think. It's just fucking. It's very hard those to find. Two, those two, well, because those two communities clash. Metalheads always shit on rappers. Well, that's and, that was always and, and, a thing. That was and always that's why a thing. that's why horrorcore is fucking awesome. You know what I mean? It might have oh, its fucking shitty side with all the a bunch of shitty horrorcore rappers, but on the on the other side of that is that a lot of these people are are open minded when it comes to music, and all my metalhead friends fucking hate hip hop, except unless it's fucking old school, yeah, man. Sure. You know what yeah, I mean? Except, so. Which is fucking which is. Just because just because it existed when they were younger. That's exactly, bro. It's but, like yeah, yo, yo so, it's like uh, my, my homie Charles Trainer, who's uh, I mean I'm not gonna he's an older guy, uh, but he's a metalhead and um, right. He's he's really into hip hop and maybe one day we'll have him on the show to cover like an old school hip hop record. But I was sending him like R.A. the Rugged Man. He never heard of him and his his fucking mind was blown. He's like, whoa, this is fucking good shit. I'm like, yes, there is still good hip hop out there, you fucks. All right, go ahead. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, so, okay, interesting story, talking about that. Uh, Alf E. B. Ear, or so that's Alf underscore double E underscore B. Oh, e underscore E R E. I don't fucking know. Uh, thoughts on this new wave of rock trap? I quite like it, but I know a lot of folks don't. Love you guys' clips. Thank you, man. Appreciate that shit. Um, so... Well, you want to know what? So here's the thing. I the question is who qualifies in that? Because if you're talking about like City Morgue Suicide Boys type shit, I don't hate that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like City Morgue in particular was uh, was pretty I like dope. City when Morgue. I, when it first City came Morgue's out. dope. Fucking City uh, Morgue was, is, is City Morgue was connected to fucking uh, yeah and uh, Zilakami. They were fucking connected to uh, Takashi. Six, six nine. Six, nine yeah. Yeah. Well, they're, they're the ones who fucking. Who would have fucking thought, right? Well, they wrote a lot like, of his shit, right? Yeah, no, I'm pr- something like that. I'm pretty sure, and they know they definitely uh, they were fucking. They've been getting it in for a while. City Morgue is actually going on tour again soon. I think pretty soon for the last time. I like, but that. Uh, I don't know. So there's like is, some people is, that I've is, seen. Is Ghost Mane in that considered that kind of oh, thing? Oh yeah, I think. Oh oh, absolutely. A ghost main, I can't, I can't, I can't really get into it because everything sounds the same. I you know want to know mean? what there were a couple of songs that from him that I kind of liked, but nothing that I ever super got into. Yeah, no, I mean, I and like, I like it when I hear it. It's not something I'll turn off. But I but. understand why he's popular, and I understand why people like his shit. But I personally am just not really into it. Um, again, some shit, some shit is okay. Uh, Scar Lord, I've heard some songs that guy, oh, and it's like, God. I don't know that that shit was great, but it's different at Scar-Lord, least. Scar Lord, bro, I'd and... rather fucking deep throat a fucking ogre. <laughs> An ogre, you say? An ogre <laughs> with a prickly fucking pecker? Fuck that shit. Scar Lord's um, awful. Go ahead. No, listen, fair enough. No, you want to know what? My whole thing is that I think that if the shit is lyrical, you can do it. Yeah. I think that it's dope. If you like really are lyrical and just like screaming and thrashing out, you know what I mean? I think that is kind of cool. But there's also some shit like there's a couple like you can only like in my opinion, personally, you can only like it on its like ignorant, wild and ass basis. Like there's this one chick. I can't even remember her name. I think it's like Lil Key or something. And... 
she was just doing some of the most fucking ignorant shit you ever heard in your life. But, and you know, like the video was wildin', like a bunch of different crazy ass people, like a bat with nails in it, all kinds of crazy shit. But lyrically, like, nah. And it's just like, it is kind of tight though to see shit like, just, just, you know, wildin' ass bitches, that's dope. But, I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's it's more about the, the, the image. Now, what was what was the specific question? What did he, he what was the specific was question? about like Okay, so there is, there is... My fucking family's being loud as shit. Um, oh, it's all good. No, so... I'm um, not, I'm not, there, there is some, um, what I think, you know, like, uh, Ghost Main and all, these guys aren't necessarily, it's like trap with, like, they got the metal aesthetics and they, they might yell and shit, but there's also the other yeah. side of there's these metal bands that are full-on bands with instruments and shit, and they're adding a bunch of trap style shit like uh falling in reverse yeah. falling in reverse who i fucking oh, love interesting so i'm um, i actually i've heard that name but i didn't realize that that was uh something they were yeah doing. falling in reverse is a fucking great band at least their their newer material i was never a fan because they, they started off as like metalcore where they were just screaming and shit right 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 and then you know they took it into this new trap shit and i fucking actually like it, it sounds great they it's like the it's like rap metal with trap and fucking mixed with like Queen in parts, mixed with it's fucking dope. Interesting. Um, okay. So so like I, I'll shout out them there. out. But but as far as metal and rap, like I gotta be honest, I'm a Limp Biscuit guy. I I, I like the new metal shit, Corn. Um, I like more the old school style of it, which is funny to call that old school now, right? Um, right now, oh God, I know. But I like the I like new metal, man. I like the '90s new metal shit more than any of this new shit. But that's just me. But so, um, next one we got here is it's a V3DA and best lessons to learn when starting out, and what was the hardest you had to learn? Um, shit. Well. You know what? I don't want to start. I don't. Yeah, I don't want to go first on that. One of the le- hardest lessons I had to learn early on was that bitch, you ain't getting paid till you fucking put in dues, till you pay your dues. Yeah. Oh no. And uh, that was something that you know you got when when you're 19, 18, 17, younger, and you're trying to be a rapper. Um, you know, you think, okay, I'm gonna do a show. How much am I gonna get paid? And it's like, bitch. If anything, you got to pay to be on the show. So that was like a big point until I started making moves and actually getting a fucking buzz uh, in the underground and doing shit with reputable people. I wasn't able to ask for anything because you can't prove anything and you can't bring anybody into the club. So that was pretty nah, hard. Lesson. Right. That's a fact. You know? nah, and you want to know what the I think a lesson that's worth learning, whether or not it was a hard lesson to learn was the fact that like it's really rare that somebody is just gonna come and put you on yeah just that it, just on the strength yeah. of like oh you're like your shit's mad dope so I think that you know like you got potential so come roll with me like I think most of the time shit like that happens it's happening through some form of like maybe not nepotism that might not be the right word but like where you like know people people know people and they know other people and then that like you know you you tend to want to keep things within the circle if you're making a certain amount you know what yeah. i'm saying like you don't want that shit being spread around if at all possible and so 
it's very rare that some shit is going to go down like that. And if you're going to work with some people on some like music business level, then you better make sure that they're fucking solid because the whole idea of being in the music business is making a lot of money or at least making money period end of sentence. Yeah. Like, and at a certain point, if you want to be able to make money, like for myself being a completely solo artist, it cuts down on a lot of the overhead to not have to pay multiple people. But at the same time, there are still a lot of different considerations where like really do need to find a fucking manager one of these days. I don't know exactly how I'm going to do it, but that would be, uh, be very helpful. Um, in any case, fucking hardest lessons to learn, I think was like, nobody cares if you aren't like popping or you don't have the fan base you think you deserve or you're not getting the credit you think you deserve. Like one thing that I've had to, and I, I'm not going to tell any specific stories cause I can't even actually remember any actual like that I can remember specifically, but like people complaining about their place on the fucking flyer. Oh my God. Like that's some shit where just like, I've seen it. I've seen it happen where people get fucking pissed off about it. And it's like, or a placement on the set where it's like, don't get me wrong. If you've been doing this a long time and they try to put you like dead first or some shit like that, unless you told them like, yo, I'm trying to fucking, I got to get out of here soon. So can you have me on early today? Like, if you've been doing this shit a long time and you try to get placed in, like, the super opener spot, then, you know, there is something to be said about that. But generally speaking, like, me personally, I don't give a fuck when I go on as long as any of the crowd is there. Because there's always going to be at least a few people. Even if there's only fucking eight people there. Really think about this. There's only eight people there. Okay, fine. But out of those eight people, if you really give a good performance, those eight people are going to remember you because that's an intimate fucking performance. Eight people? If you were one of the eight people that saw, like, Jimi Hendrix perform or saw fucking, like, a Metallica show at, like, some club that nobody had ever fucking heard of in the 80s, like, you were one of eight people that saw that because they just weren't popping yet. That would be amazing, wouldn't it? If they gave you a good show. So at that point, like... No matter what, I always say five or five hundred. Fuck that, man. I'm going in. Give it, give it your all, bro. That's what you gotta always. do. And, and, Every um... time. And I think that the that like you're going to deal with ego, so you really should try to fucking have a have a governor on yours. Well, I I um I opened up for atmosphere at the Palladium, and I wasn't first on well, the bill. There's a Palladium in in L.A., right? Yeah. That, that I wasn't first on the bill, but I wasn't right before atmosphere either. You know what I mean? I was right in the fucking middle. And when I got on stage, right, right, there, right. There, there was about 50 people in the crowd. Right. And right. and they all started coming in as I was doing my 20 minutes. You know what I mean? Right. So it, although it started with a low amount of people, it ended with like 150, 200 people. It wasn't packed yet. But it was still fucking cool, and they got to rock with it. And I didn't have no fucking ego over, man, I should be fucking right before Atmosphere. Like, I see that a lot in metal, like, with the fans. Oh, yeah. Um, especially with the old school fans. Like, uh, someone will put, shout out to you, Mark Eldon Taylor, you little bitch. I know you're listening. I love you. <laughs> um, but he always complains. No, I actually and not, have a good... Not just him, go ahead, go ahead. but not just him, but, like, I see this with 
a lot of metalheads. And, you know, Megadeth will be opening for Five Finger Death Punch. What do you mean? Megadeth sold 50 million records. They're legends. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, but Five Finger Death Punch are doing fucking stadiums right now. Megadeth were doing stadiums in the early 90s. Sorry. No, and especially what I believe personally is that I know Five Finger Death Punch in the metal community does get a lot of shit. I've, I've like, kind of seen that a little bit. Yeah. But if Megadeth is agreeing to do that, I would assume that it's because they have a certain amount of, like, professional respect for them or artistic respect for them. Like, they believe that they actually are dope because it's not like they fucking need to. They have plenty of fucking money and they could tour on their own if they really wanted. So, like... And they do. If they're doing it that way, they're doing it because they fucking want to. So well, and it's and it's it. like yo, it's like yo, Megadeth have been headlining their arena tours because they're still an arena band. Um, so they've been doing that, yeah, but bro. look, they want to do stadiums. They got to go fucking play with someone else. And the fact is, they're gonna have to open yeah. for the band that's playing at the stadium, bitch. Get used to it. Yeah, nah, that's hey. You want to know what? There is fucking reality. No, because you want to know what. It's kind of like a different version of that shit Chris Rock said in his other special. Sometimes you got to play the tambourine. Like, yep. you just got to, like, sometimes you're just in a position and that's just where it's at. Like, a perfect example for me is uh, one of the, pretty much outside of uh, The Gathering, um, biggest show I've ever done was opening for Tech 9 at the House of Blues. Only time he's played at the House okay. of Blues, by the way. Okay. But... The, the truth of that situation is that a very good uh, a very good man, very I mean, he was a good friend. We haven't talked in forever. But uh, his name's Adam. He fucking was tech store manager, and he was able to get me a spot opening on this tour. And so one of the things they wanted me to do was to uh, promote around Boston, which I did, and uh, take pictures and send it in. And I know a lot of rappers that probably would be like, you know, like, why are you making me do this? People know me in my area. Like, you know, I bring, you know, like, I just know a lot of rappers would, even for Strange, would not want to be, like, fucking, you know, putting up flyers and shit. And so, at that point, like, but then once you get there, the show itself, first of all, it was, again, huge crowd, but it was weird when, like, I'll never forget this as long as I live. I had a fucking USB drive and I was like, so do you want this or do you want me to run it through my phone? And the dude at the fucking House of Blues said to me, oh, just run it through your phone. Wow. And I was like, fucking, yeah? (laughs) And unfortunately, (laughs) I just didn't know enough about the way things actually work to be able to say like, no, put this into your fucking system and press play so I don't have to press play on my own shit, which right. I did. Yeah. And, but here's the thing. This is another one of the, again, I'll remember this on my fucking deathbed, I bet, was they gave me the microphone. And I think I'm right about to start. And again, there's a lot of people out there. Like, a lot, a lot of fucking people. And I scream into the microphone as loud as I can, Boston! And it's not fucking on. And so nobody was there. Like everybody was far away enough from me that nobody really heard it. Except I think the homie person was with me. That's awesome. But then I walked over to somebody and I was like, yo, I don't think this is on. Somebody did something about it and I tapped it for a little bit. 
Just a, just a little bit something because the, the, the crowd, somebody heard it, but most people wouldn't. And then I heard it, and then I screamed Boston, and then, and that was, that was a good set just because I know I didn't have any monumental fuck-ups. People cheered by the end. And that set is actually very special to me now that I think about it because the homie Bob Brazy, may he rest in peace, um, he was there in the crowd that night and fucking, he never came out for fucking nothing. And so coming out for, he came out to really see Tech 9 because I did plenty of shows and he didn't come out for them, which is, you know, whatever, that's fine. But the fact that he was there for that, I hadn't thought about that in a long time. But it was funny because I did still sell some merch, I remember, because, like, they didn't give me a merch booth. And the amount of money that I fucking missed out on by not having a merch booth at that show yeah. where people could have walked by and seen my shit. Because, again, people liked it. You know what I'm saying? So, but that to me is one of those things where I don't even know if that was a hard lesson to learn because that's one of these things where... I just I just show up and do my shit. You know what I mean? Well, like I got a I got partner. a um, um, hard time with that part. I got a hard lesson learned. Uh, blow your nose before if it, if it's on if you're doing a show. Okay, I did this show back when I had a band, uh, and I, we were doing this show, and it was at uh, this venue called the Glass House in Pomona, California. It's a real nice venue, real nice setup, real nice stage. Um, and basically, we had all of our friends come to the show. This was my my band in high school, right? It was way back. And uh, it was pouring rain, bro. It had been, like, pouring rain, you know, a couple days. Um, and, you know, when it's raining a lot, when it's cold weather, you get a runny nose and shit. And this is just a ridiculous, like, I'll never forget this story. So we're on stage, and we go into our first song, man. And there's this, there's this cur- cute girl that I'm fucking with. And I, I barely know her, you know what I mean? Like, I, I barely know her, but she came to the show. And I'm like, oh, fuck, she actually came to the show. I gave her a flyer. She's actually here. Holy shit. She actually traveled right, to right. Pomona, all the way to Pomona, to see us. Oh, bro, the amount of fucking distance that people have, like... I have had people travel fucking hours to see me perform, bro. It's crazy, bro. It's, it's like... like... No, it's insane to me. <laughs> and the fact is that I don't give a fuck how many people are there. I'm giving you the whole show. Well, you drove four hours, and you're going to fucking drive four hours back? What? Yeah. And you had to get a sitter? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> oh, my God. If I don't give you a good set, I don't deserve to get into heaven. Like, well, I gave I gave so much. I gave it my all, and by oh, my every all, time, every time, I gave it my my all, and by my all, I mean I, I went to do this fucking scream into the microphone, and yeah. I should have blown blown my nose before I even went on stage, and this oh, giant, no. giant. Oh. Fucking no. all this <laughs> shit just came out of my nose live on stage oh, and the girl's right Lord. there, bro. And I'm like, no. And I sucked that shit back up as fast as I could, bro. And I'm like, please, please don't see that. Please don't see that. Oh, you know what God. I mean? Need, need, needless to say, needless to say, bro, I never hooked up with that chick. <laughs> yeah, no, that's... You would have had to have been Don Magic Wanda pulled some shit like that back, my bro. Oh my uh, lord! Yeah. All right, so what do we get? Okay, so I think we gave that one justice. Props to V3DA, uh, the Dirty Monkey official. Top five <laughs> consistent live performers. I like the I name. I think that's a really. 
I think that's a really hard question, and it deserves a lot more time than we can give it. But What's I will question? say, because when I uh, top five consistent live performers, and oh. I will definitely say that somewhere at the top of that list is already the Rugged Man, because yes. every every time I've seen him perform over several years, he has never not killed it. So he's I can definitely you, I high can, up I, there. I can give you a quick list. Um, All right, I'll just I'll give you my I'll give you my Smasher pass on that then. Okay. All right. Um, number one on that list, a band I've seen multiple times and never fucking uh, ceases to amaze me is Corn. Corn Live okay. is one of they the greatest. Are, when I've seen the, them, they were. I remember the, seeing them in Mansfield, and they were like they were good, but I don't know. What year did you see? Because I, I, I have not seen Corn. Pre two thousand ten, so so Ray Luzier, the oh, new drummer, well, so came in. No, no, that's different. Yeah, this was like I didn't crazy. see Corn in their fucking methed out. Sixteen, drug phase. seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. Like, yeah, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, see Korn no, now. it was it was Corn now. Corn now right, but... are a fucking machine now, bro. Really? Like they are okay. un fucking believable, bro. I saw. Corn open for Ozzy, blew Ozzy off the fucking stage, man. I was, I was like, get the uh, fuck I, off no, the stage, wow. Ozzy. Get the fuck out of here. You want to know, just no, blew you your ass know away. Who, you know who blew Marilyn Manson off the stage a few years ago? Anybody? Back, and, a fucking five-year-old well, with a microphone can blow no, him off stage. I, well, not back in the day, but now. But no, no bullshit. And when they, when he played with Mudvayne recently, he still killed it, was uh, Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie is another very consistent performer this many Ooh, years later. You hit a... Uh, you don't know, but you just hit a real fucking sore spot with me on Rob Zombie Live. Really? He's horrible. Yeah. He is, he is so fucking bad. I uh, and, and he, I mean, okay, listen. listen. <laughs> no, I no, cuz I will not even honestly, I won't even fight you that hard on it because <laughs> it's Vocally, not even he's so ass. much It's well, okay. So yes, it's all like probably modulation. It's pro- I doubt that's really him. Well, all but he does he's is... He's also... Uh, no, 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 listen. Uh, real quick. He probably right. tours to fund his movies, man. Here's the thing about Rob Zombie, and anyone knows me. I was literally about to get a white zombie tattoo. I am obsessed with Rob you Zombie. You still could. White Zombie is still the shit, but White Zombie is dead. Listen, listen. He was so bad live, I, I forever swore off that tattoo. Oh, I will oh, not okay, no. have him on my fucking skin, bro. And here's the okay. reason. I, All right, I love, well, no, then, so I was wrong, then. I love it. No, if, if you he, had a if great you time. Him that, no, if you, well, yeah, but so that's the difference, though, is that it was good, but they didn't do, like, any of the white zombie tracks that I like. They did yeah. all the fucking Rob Zombie shit that I could give a fuck about. I don't care about that shit. I want to hear Blur the Technicolor and fucking More here's Human the, Than Human is the only fucking thing, song like, that he plays from that era, and it's like the fucking... Like the eighth best song from the fucking album. It's a good I, song because Astro Creep 2000 is a no skip, but it's like it's definitely not the best song on the album. Not by a fucking long shot. No, Grease no, Paint no. Monkey Brains is better than fucking More Human Than Human. I'll take that. Yes, I'm with you on that. But when see my my whole thing is I'm such a Rob Zombie fan of his lyrics, of his no, movies, same, of his of his albums. I like don't love I love his movies. Some of them, I, not all of them. Um. And, and but also I'm a huge Mushroomhead fan. I'm a huge Slipknot fan. I've seen bands that 
Slipknot uh, is great live. I've seen yeah. bands that have fire and have crazy stage shows, and they're still awesome on a musical level. Rob Zombie's right, right. band, the players, John Five, Gingerfish, all those guys, they're amazing players. They're great live, but Rob Zombie cannot do shit live. And if you go look back at White Zombie, even then he couldn't do it live. He's always been garbage. All he did, he needs to stop running around on stage. He needs to stop running around on stage and focus on his vocal. But he doesn't care about that because most people go to Rob Zombie's show for the stage show, for the giant yeah, no, monsters, the oh, fire, no, listen, the strippers. Oh, yeah, and not to mention the fucking, the uh, the, the preview of whatever fucking movie is coming out. All that shit, bro. Like, that's why people love Rob Zombie Live. But me as a hardcore fan, I was disappointed on a musical level. No, same, dude. Like, I've, never see, I've never seen him do any of the songs I actually want to see. But, all right, well, so who, okay, so who was he first that so, you said that so was... Corn, uh, Corn. Corn. Okay, so continue. Um, P.O.D. P.O.D.? I haven't... Well, so I've never seen them live, I couldn't say. P.O.D. are fucking incredible. I saw... I'm sure they are. I I I believe that they would be. I saw my two favorite Christian rap metal bands, P.O.D. and Pillar. And I hate to say that it wasn't at the same venue, but it was like two days apart in L.A. And uh, Pillar blew them off stage. Like, But P.O.D., Pillar ain't got the songs. That's the problem. No one knows who the fuck Pillar right. is unless you're a fucking a kid from youth group. P.O.D. got the songs. P.O.D. got the energy. And that's why I'd put P.O.D. on that list because they fucking... No, I'll give it... No, bro. Every song, I like, I've never actually given them a full album listen because for whatever reason, they were just... I love the music that they make, but it just it never occurred to me. I probably should. We'll definitely but... review a P.O.D. record. No, Rock and Roll. No, I'm <laughs> super into that. Because every song that I've ever heard them do, they did the fucking, like, basically the theme song for Lil Nicky. We from school, school of hard knocks, who are ready to well, rock. Well, also, like, if you're, no. don't don't forget, uh, Booyaka Booyaka 619. Don't forget that one either, I, bro. I don't think I, I, th- I think I did forget that one. Which is that? that? That's uh, Ray Mysterio's theme song. Oh, shit. P.O.D. did that? I didn't yeah, fucking know that. That's P.O.D., bro. That's so that... fucking tight. <laughs> oh my lord! No, because you want to know what it? Well, because it's a funny thing because I know that Pod again, Payable on Death again. That's a Christian metal band, but I also know that they run in some like some pretty rough circles. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, those guys, I, those guys are fucking cool as shit, bro. Marcos will no, have a I drink. Know. I, that's, the, the, I've, I've only ever heard good things about them. That's kind of my point. Like, you know what's crazy is Marcos told me that their biggest detraction wasn't metal kids or like uh, it was the it was the church. It was like the Christians. And I remember oh, that this. Sh- oh, that doesn't shock me even a little bit. I remember this, dude, before I even understood all that shit. I remember when I was in foster care, basically my foster parents were Pentecostal preachers. Which is some freaky, oh freaky shit. Yeah, yeah no, get, oh, no, you ain't got. I get dog. You ain't got to tell me Pentecostal. Say less. That 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 would be a great episode. Uh, but I remember going oh. into a Christian bookstore with them, and I really liked Pod. The first time I'd seen Pod, it was the Alive video on MTV. I just thought these guys looked like the oh, coolest yeah. motherfuckers ever. Oh, that's ever. such a great fucking song too. Yeah, and I love the dreadlocks, the tattoos. That was like very against the church at that time. To have right, tattoos right, right. and long hair and dreadlocks. Oh, yeah. and, oh and, no, for sure. And play oh. Ozfest with all those sinners. And, and Marcos was like basically like, 
you know, I mean, what good is it if we're a Christian band and we're preaching to the choir all the time, only doing Christian shows, only playing churches? Like, no, we're nah, going to go play Ozfest. A thousand percent. Oh, no, that is a thousand percent. And not for nothing, I would be willing to bet that through that, they probably have spread the faith in a much more, like, quantifiable and meaningful way. Oh, than yeah. they would have if can they you were imagine, just, again preaching to the choir. That's can you imagine? Can you imagine? Okay, if we get because I'm sure you know you've had uh, uh, people message you. I've had people message me saying this helped me through this. This saved my life. The blah blah blah. Right. Oh yeah. Imagine Jeez. the level when you're a POD that is a very spiritual band, right? And you oh, got yeah. those massive well, hits, imagine. all all which are meaningful. Like that's the thing about POD too. Unlike like Limp Biscuit, who I love. Like, they have meanings. Like, every song is a deep meaning with P.O.D. You know what I mean? Like, pretty much. I mean, they got a couple, like, boom and shit like that. But for the most part, like, Youth of the Nation and fucking Alive. I mean, those are empowering oh, yeah. songs that oh, millions no, of people... I really want to do... I really want to do a cover of uh, Youth of the Nation. Like, uh, oh, it's like so a good. rap version of that song. I really want to so, do that at some point. It's so good, But bro. so, all right. Um, who, uh, let so me wrap it up. Two. Let me so wrap it up. Yeah, go ahead. Um, Megadeth, me, obviously. Yeah, okay. All right. I mean, they fucking incredible live. No, they are I still killing it. Um, I saw them at the Long Beach Arena, and it was fucking amazing. They played Rust in Peace front to back. I was like, holy shit. Um, yeah. And then at number five, I'd put um, KRS-One. I thought that was only I thought that was only three, and then there was a four. Was it? And then KRS-One. Okay. I thought okay. there was one left. Okay, well, if there is one left, I'd say Seven Dust. And if you guys aren't familiar okay. with Seven Dust, go check them out. Uh, it's basically new metal, but with an R&B singer, which LeJohn Witherspoon is fucking that level. Like, he, he's almost an R&B singer. It's fucking incredible. All right. Yeah, no, Seven Dust is super dope. All right, so something here. D-Money8888, uh, what song was the one that got you into hip-hop or rap? Um... I mean, if we're talking about the first shit that I heard when I was a kid, that was Rump Shaker. Rex and Effects, baby. We talked about yeah, it. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I don't know if that's the conversation we're having, but because realistically, fucking The Great Malenko is what got me into like music that really made me want to start exploring shit. But um, I will also say that um, once I had gotten a little bit older, uh, I'm trying to think. No, you want to know what? Here's the track that I, the one track that used to just make me want to fucking freestyle was uh, Annie Up, M.O.P. Oh, M.O.P., super fucking dope, super dope. Ultra underrated. Oh, yeah, I mean, they were, uh, they were always super cool. Um, I was going to say, wasn't, or no, uh, Beanie Siegel was uh, Rock the Mic, that was Beanie Siegel with Freeway. That was dope Beanie Siegel, yo. No, oh yeah, no, bro, come on. I, I was living oh my god! Come on. Now. So for me, it was um, uh, the it was the question: What made you want to rap? Is that was that the What's question? The, what song? What was the song? Um, I mean, because like you were saying, like uh, my earliest memories of like hip hop was uh, "Kill You" by Eminem and like the Kid Rock shit, uh, "Devil Without oh, yeah. a Cause," and that's only because my older sisters were listening to the shit. You know, when it was out. Right, 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 um, right. But what really made me want to become a rapper and be like, and, and, and people can shit on me, I don't give a fuck, eat my dick, uh, Limp Biscuit. when I heard Limp Bizkit, um, it was all fucking over, Chocolate Starfish, I'm just like, this is fucking, oh, so bro, 
Listen, I had fucking, I didn't even remember this, especially for when they had the whole dropkick incident at the show. But, oh, yeah. So, ICP has a fucking track with Fred Durst on the Mighty Death Pop experience. Oh, I know, bro. Yeah, uh, bitch better have my money. Yeah, and he fucking killed it. Like, his verse Hold on, bitch. Fire, Don't bro. talk shit. How about a bullet and fucked up grits? Buffalo ride, slip and slide, butt stains in the back of your Mustang. <laughs> oh, then, nah, bro, he faded that fucking track, bro. That shit was so dope. Don't stop. Oh, bitch, man. don't lie. Eat I that shit like I an ice cream fucking, pie. I should have fucking it. known that you already knew about that. That was silly. No, it was a little silly of me to think I was going to be introducing you to something. <laughs> I know every honest. fucking Fred Durst feature fucking nah, corrupt nah, everybody. Fuck it, dude. All right, All right, well, so... I think we got that. Will this genre ever get? Will this genre ever get back? This is strange vultures. Uh, will this genre ever get back to the height of popularity it once had? I mean, I'd like to think so, but I think that's going to have a lot to do with some of the artists that are maybe at the little higher level. If, we, if we're but talking it, about, it's gonna, it comes down talking, to the rappers that oh, have yeah. more skill, putting more time and effort and money into it because I, feel I, like I also just I don't think if we're talking about horrorcore right I don't think if I would assume so if not just underground hip hop I, I if we're talking about specifically horrorcore it can be big again but it's not going to be in the way you want it and it's not going to be in the way you expect it you know it's uh, if it's if it's taken to any mainstream popularity it's not going to be something that sounds like Twisted or ICP or Tech 9 or it's going to be no, something new. Fact. It's going to be trappy. You're going to hate it. Moving on. <laughs> so, well, yeah, no, there was another comment that said, let the posers stay out, I say, LOL. The underground scene of any genre has always had the best. I hope it never changes. So that's, I agree I, with I, that I 100%. To, I mean, the, the, the underground is I don't, I don't hate illest. that. So the next one, it's Dead Poet Drums. Uh, it just says sick jack and epic. I'm not sure what that's actually in reference to. I mean, I can, I can, uh, I agree. <laughs> uh, no, sick jack is the fucking shit. I still sick maintain jacket. to this day. That's one of the main things that Block McCloud ever, you know, did for me over the time that we worked together is he put me on a track with sick jack and, and egg roll from disciples of the sick. And those dudes are fucking heavy in their scenes. Super oh, yeah. heavy. Sick oh, Jackin yeah. is a fucking and it's legend. Funny, it's funny. It's funny. It's funny. Legends. You go Kidding even. Me? You go even a fucking uh, a tiny bit outside of the underground world. People have. I mean, unless you're real old school hip hopper, like people don't know what the fuck Psycho Realm is, and it's baffling to me. It's like and fuck dubious and soul assassins. Like period. Like everyone knows Cypress Hill and House of Pain, and that's it. It's like yo, it was a lot deeper. Well, no, because you want to know what I mean. I'll put it to you like this. Well, I can't remember the name of the uh, group that had the song, uh, something for like uh, the fucking and the metal beefs. The one, the the first one that was like, didn't like uh, Rage Against the Machine. It's like there's a realness contingent and like Soul Assassin, Psycho Realm and shit. Those dudes were like fucking gang deep in that shit, yeah. like fucking cholo culture for real. And at that point, dude. I can understand Cypress Hill for whatever reason. It was just like, maybe it was Be Real's voice. Maybe it was the beats. I'm not sure. Maybe it was the fact that they were talking about smoking weed. But, you know, Psycho Realm and shit, it was, it definitely had a much more like gritty feel to it. And that's why like, bro, they were touring with fucking ICP. Like they were getting it fucking in. 
They were get, and they were getting in trouble torn with ICP. Oh yeah, yeah. I've heard the When stories. fucking Jay says I love Waffle House, I stab people there. They're so shitty and gumpy, they don't even care. They got in a fucking in a brawl at a Waffle House, I'm pretty sure, with yep. Twisted and Psycho Realm and yep, and Psycho Realm and some dude just came in talking mad shit and Jay was like, Do you know who the fuck you're talking to? We got fucking Psycho Realm, fucking ICP, like you know who the fuck you're talking to? <laughs> you realize you're gonna get fucking yo in psycho realm it's really cool because sick jack and like this is my area bro like he's i think he's from pomona oh, yeah. or uh somewhere oh, around okay. there like it's literally yeah. like all the same hoods like uh, you talk to anyone in psycho realm or cypress hill they all know about like el monte and like this you know where i'm at like because right, everyone's right. it's all the same you know la county you know what i mean like right right just, right true but, indeed. yeah psycho realm fuck yeah so yeah fuck yeah epic indeed so next one what artist is on your radar if i had to just come right off the top um it's not necessarily just one artist but it's a crew that's a cerberus click Everything I've heard out of them over some time, uh, the last, like, I don't even know how long it's been, six months, a year. I don't even know how long exactly it's been. But um, that shit is super dope. And uh, one of the people that I've actually worked with a little bit closer uh, in that group was um, Doc Gruesome. His shit's pretty fire. But uh, there's also uh, Laps. He's also part of uh, Cerberus Click. Uh, there was uh, May He Rest in Peace. There was EJ Prophet. And I feel like a dick, but the other guy in Salem alumni, I can't remember his name right now, but I'm pretty sure he's also a part of it. And uh, everything that I've heard, anytime there's been, like, there's a track called Sacrifice a Stranger that is super dope. And I just, I don't hear a lot of horrorcore shit that's actually, like, lyrically dope. You don't hear a lot of shit like that. Like, that was one of the reasons why I love Mission Infect slash love being part of a mission, a part of Mission Infect, is because... We were doing like wicked type shit, but we had, we were barred up like we could fucking rap for real. And yeah. I I don't see as much of that in fucking when people are doing wicked shit. You don't see a lot of bars like that. But uh, Cerberus Click and Doc Gruesome in particular, because he definitely like he kind of like he can do that like trap metal kind of shit. We got a we got a track coming out. Uh, Menace to Society is pretty dope. Um, he's got somebody else uh, on it too, but uh, we're waiting, I think, for that verse. I don't know if he, he did it yet, but um, yeah, no, he like he's got a real aggressive, fucking wild ass flow. But like he's with the shit that he's doing, but also rocking a mask like he's doing. Like my opinion on masked rappers is kind of varied at this point, but I think that if you have like a solid fucking act, then it is, as long as you can actually spit, I don't actually have any core uh, grievances. So, at that point, like, I that's that's my uh, artist to watch, is uh, Cerberus Click and fucking uh, Doc Gruesome specifically, having actually worked with him a little bit. Um, okay, for me... Um, mine's not gonna be so much in the horrorcore world, but I got a couple rappers that I've been bumping, and one is uh, um, right, 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 right. one is my Italiano homeboy, uh, Cold Shoulder. All these layers, drinking, get bullets stuck in their teeth. I don't count days because I don't fuck with the weak. 
just ate, still hungry for something to eat. Till it stops, the stomach growls. I'll be spitting terror from the bowels of a different era. Nothing lives forever but the name. So I wrote... And, uh, well, okay, well, I like the name already. Check this guy out. He's from Brooklyn, I believe. He's from New York, definitely. He's one of those uh, East Coast Italianos um, that are just the cool Italians. You know what I mean? They go, hey, the fuck are you? You know what I mean? Like, they got that cool thing that... <laughs> All of us that aren't the, we're Italian, but we don't, we're not from the East Coast. It's like, fuck. Uh, but Cold Shoulder, check him out. His, his shit fucking bangs. He's got bars for days. Um, and my homie Praise One, who is actually um, signed to my label, uh, Black Nobility. And we're going to be dropping an EP and uh, hopefully have him on the podcast. He's a battle rapper. Um, Word, okay. That's- and he's, he's also just uh, another Italiano. Um, he's just grimy, bro. Hey, mambo, like mambo, Italiano. Italiano, go, go, go. Yeah, fucking T. Martin, <laughs> bro. Um, Praise One, check him out. He's got an EP coming out uh, called Bitch, I'm Praise One. And uh, let me see. Is there anyone else? I feel like there was someone else I wanted to talk about. Um... Fuck, I can't remember. There's this chick singer. She has a song called Seven Inches. Kate Vargas. She's an independent singer. She's an independent singer. Um, Singer-songwriter. And she has this song called Seven Inches. It's not at all what you think it's about. It's not at all what you think it's about. Oh, oh, no, I believe that. A thousand percent. It's very artsy. Very artsy. Very uh, Beautiful voice, beautiful guitar playing, cool. beautiful storytelling. Right. Ch- check out Kay Vargas. She's fucking incredible. Fuck yeah. All right. well, that's, that's my okay, suggestion. Okay, so next one. Oh, and that was the Black Ted Bundy who asked that question, so props Shout to Shout out. Uh, so now we got A-K-M-U-K-M-A-X-I-N. So Ak-Mok hey, this Ak-Mok. is the guy. I think this is the guy who left us the lengthiest review. Uh, Akmok oh, or word. Okay. Yeah, I think that might be. Okay, so his question is, uh, do you prefer rocking live, a band, instrumentals, or a mix of both? I've never really been able to work with a band like that. I wish I could. I think that would be awesome. Um, instrumentals, obviously, that's pretty much everything that I've ever done. So I would do it, but I just I haven't really had a chance yet. Um, so I've been in a band it was a new metal band back in the day. It wasn't very good. Uh, but I'll tell you what, man. It's a lot funner to fucking be rocking out with the energy of the metal um, on stage. But as far as my hip-hop shit goes, I've never had a live drummer or anything like that. Um, although um, I might in the future. And I'm actually putting together a... Um, my following album after this album that's dropping this year uh, is going to be a full-on new metal record. Real guitar, real drums, oh, real bass. Okay. Um, and it's going to be fire. And I can't wait to perform with that shit because it's just something about performing in a band live oh, yeah. that is oh, just so you. much more fucking energetic. And not saying hip-hop shows can't be, like I said. No, I, no listen, bro. I've had, no, listen, incredible. bro. I've had it where... I performed with multiple people who knew my shit, and we had more of a performance. And I, I know exactly what you're saying. So, I, I, I definitely, I wouldn't mind doing something like that. Like Fams and the Hooligans, their fucking performance is so dope, dude. Like, the fact that they do what they do is like genre defying is uh, would definitely one way to put that. But um, all right, so uh, good question there, good quick one actually, which is good. 
Uh, so now Freeform Rock Podcast. All right. Oh, why don't that's, you uh, like... that's, that's Mark Alden Taylor. Shout out, homeboy. Why don't you like the best band ever in Rush? <laughs> I don't think I know. Is that an inside reference? I don't think I get uh, that. No, not necessarily. He's just a big uh, Rush nut rider. Oh, so he loves Rush. I mean, listen, Rush is cool. Um, you know, they had, they did, you know, Futurama did some. Uh, all I really know is, uh, today's Tom Sawyer, keep an eye on you, and space and space get high on you. Yeah, exactly. No, that was, uh, <laughs> that's a banger. Yeah, no, that was, uh, well, no, he's definitely, but just never really was a band I super got into, so we can move right on. Hey, yo, Mark, Mark, if you uh, want to have us on your podcast and make us yeah, like, listen no, to a oh, Rush no, album, oh, yeah, no, I'm open to enough. that. I will, yeah, no, I will, we can live review, and, and I'll give you my honest opinion on it. You know what I mean? I, I imagine it's probably be pretty good. Probably, you know, like with some Flash Gordon type shit. Flash! Oh! <laughs> Savior of the universe. Master of the universe. Yeah. And so, what do we got? Uh, And then he has a second question. What rock band did a really great crossover with a hip-hop band? Um, I mean, I feel like one of the obvious responses would be Jay-Z and Linkin Park. Paper cut. Right. Uh, I feel like Uh, that would be a quick, like right off the cuff, most people would probably uh, mention that. Uh, it was a good project, by the way. It did have some great songs. I didn't love it back to front. There were some tracks yeah. that were good. Well, I like, the There thing. were some tracks that were great, but it just... Mike Shinoda next to Jay-Z. It was an interesting pairing. M- yeah. Mike Shinoda next to Jay-Z is almost an abomination. I did like a couple of the joints, but he just has no dope cadence. Like Next to Jay-Z, on his own, I think. I, I like Mike Shinoda in Linkin Park. But ah, well, all right, no, fair enough. No, I yeah. can dig it. I, I, I kind of understand. I'd what say you mean, uh, also, I, I, they that, didn't really make any new songs. They just did no, old no. ones and mashed yeah. them together. Yeah, yeah, and that was. Uh, I mean, but you could you could that, easily man. go. You could easily go. Run DMC, Aerosmith, Anthrax, oh, Public yeah, Enemy. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I actually I had forgotten about I had forgotten about that one, but Run DMC. That's the immediate fucking first uh first and that's actually that's actually it's classic it it was it was very oh yeah very culturally relevant but i mean you know it was also kind of like wow i don't know did they even write their own verses to that shit no it was fine it was but anyway um i'm trying at the time who else at the time though mark you know i'm gonna say limp biscuit bitch they're the best ever do it but i get oh well yeah but no but that's also well i i was gonna say that's not even so much that yeah if Fred Durst was doing fucking rap shit I'm gonna, on his own shit, I, I'm gonna go. So um, it's like, I'm gonna go deep yeah. cut here, and I'm gonna go okay. the Judgment Night soundtrack, Ice T and Slayer, Disorder. Oh shit! I didn't even know that was a thing that happened. But that's dope as fuck, bro. Yeah. I'm sorry. I seen it just recently. Body Count's most recent album. The artwork is so fucking good. Like, oh my god, it is ridiculous how good that they're, shit is. They're, like, it's not they're, even fair. Their most recent three records are the best records they ever did, which is crazy. Ah, uh, that doesn't really shock me. I mean, because they were just doing very... Think about it like this. Body Count was legitly, like, just a really, really, really solid hardcore band for the time yeah. that they originally came out. 
Like, Ice T didn't give a fuck. He was out there, like, in the pit with motherfuckers. He didn't care. He was putting it down. And, I mean, to this day, he still could fucking hold his own, whether or not he actually goes into the pit. Because oh my god! Like I just, I just thought, I just, I just thought of the obvious one. I should have said right off jump is Megadeth's new album. They got Ice T on that bitch, so I'm gonna go with that oh, track. Oh shit! Fuck yeah! All right. Well, so those are definitely some. Those are some very good uh, crossovers then. And then this is the last one, and I think it's a really good one to end on because we're at just about an hour forty-five. Is uh, what made you want to start doing podcasts? That's uh, E M I. C A R N A H A N Emmy Carnahan maybe I'm not sure. Uh, in any case, uh, shout out. Uh, what made me want to start doing this was I always was, people always told me I should do a podcast because I'm always fucking talking anyway. But I like I there's a lot that again in this segment of the underground there's like a lot of shit that we've seen that a lot of people like. Even comedians that are doing, like, dive bars and shit um, all across the country, they don't necessarily have the same experience at dive bars that we do at dive bars, especially because, for the most part, people come out to see us specifically. Not just they happen to be there that night and you were put on by the promoter in that fucking bar. Like, we paid the promoter. Or somebody paid the promoter and then paid us. And so that's why we're here. And, like, it's a weird experience to bomb in front of people that didn't want to see you in the first place. But it's a very weird experience to bomb slash kind of kill in a room of very few people. Where, like, (laughs) that's the important thing. Well, but that's what I was saying before, though. Because if you get those for life fans, if you're only performing for eight people and four of them come away wanting to, like, hear more of your shit all the time, I guarantee those motherfuckers are going to listen for life. Yeah. That's why Absolutely. I always, every time, five or 500, baby, always, always give them a good show. But I mean, again, the, I wanted the, the reason why I wanted to start doing podcasts in this case was because working with somebody like Scribble, somebody who, first of all, has some skin in the game. They've been doing this a while. They got some chops in this shit and they've got some fucking credentials, but somebody who actually has a fucking valid opinion that actually has skill on the microphone where if they have an opinion about rap I'm not going to be like what the fuck you don't know what the fuck you're talking about but he really does and we've been consistent in this shit where again we're going on like two months or so maybe more of doing this and again people are listening this is exactly that's the whole episode we're talking about what the fucking people are saying it's fucking fantastic like the fact everybody listening I fucking love you like for real thank you for taking your time whether you're working, whether you're working out, whether you're at home folding laundry or fucking doing whatever you're doing, the the fact that you let us into your homes and let us into your lives, like, I genuinely appreciate that shit. So, for real, that's cool-ass shit that we got all this going on. Uh, we definitely will need to do this again going forward. I feel I like would. once we gain a little bit more uh, viewership and listenership, we'll uh, have a little bit more to uh, to expound upon. But this is good, uh, man. This is fun. I would would echo the same sentiment. You know what I mean? Like, I've had a podcast before. I've had a couple podcasts, but they never lasted. I tried before. Yeah, for real. They never lasted because I never found someone who who I could talk about fucking pretty much anything with. And and having Max here, you know, and, and I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before, but when when you 
I don't know if you brought it up or if I brought it up, but somehow White Zombie came up, and I'm like, holy shit, this motherfucker knows about White Zombie, and it turned out you were like a hardcore fan of White Zombie, and I'm just like, and you're a fucking rapper, and you got bars, and you've been doing this shit, and you got underground classics, I mean, what the fuck, man, like, we we might as well give this a shot, and if it don't work, it don't work, but it seems to be working right now, so. Oh, no, absolutely, well, because, bro, you want to know what, the other thing, too, and I think this is really important. Um, or this will become more important in my opinion anyway, uh, as the time goes by is, uh, we can have conversations about whatever. And even if we disagree vehemently, which we have, um, it fucking, it's not like mean spirited. It's not some shit where like people need to understand that you can have a debate about something and you can feel really passionately about something on the other side of something, but then still be they have everything be cool with the person that you're debating with because just because you differ in opinion doesn't mean that you need to be like I think that you're a fucking shitty person you know what I mean like and I feel like that's the way it goes a lot because or at the very least don't get me wrong it's there is a lot of wokeism out here but I feel like LA is like the mecca for that shit right now so I know that it probably is frustrating to like not be able to have an actual conversation with people that like they don't want to have an objective debate they just want you to ad- to adopt their narrative so that they can feel justified in either the opinion that they've formulated, maybe, or more than likely just absorbed from somebody else and they want to be justified in feeling that way so they get other people to feel that way and then it's all a big fucking stupid circle jerk. Fucking hate that shit. And, but- and also, um, you know, when we had that Alex Jones debate, like, I... And this is, you know, like you were saying, like we could get have these passionate debates, and yeah. I'm so I'm someone who, when I when I'm talking about whether it's po- like a political thing like that, or whether it's metal or hip hop or whatever the a movie, whatever it is, I'm the type of person I I'm passionate, and I start my voice gets louder, and it's not even something I notice, but to some people it's like, yo, fucking calm down, why the fuck are you? And, but you inherently oh, bro, understood. You, you inherently no. understood that that was not what that was. My, I raised my voice because I'm passionate, not because I'm angry. Oh no, bro! Absolutely, like, dude, not for nothing. The fact that Derek was here, I, I said it right on that episode. Like, that's the way that I fucking debate with people. That like, I, we're not really friends if we can't argue like passionately, like angrily, basically. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at that, which, by the way, I will also say, you know, having listened to that again. Um, I, I do want to point out that I don't think that it's okay in the event that the the evidence doesn't actually show in a compelling way that he genuinely motivated people to like go and do shit like that. I will say that. But I personally, I feel like it's not all that crazy of a thought. But whatever, we can continue that, that conversation a different day if we need to. Um... I know this is honestly I I do think that this is a uh, this is some solid shit because again there's not that many people discussing underground shit in a sense of like you know that actually know anything about it that have done something like this because most of the artists that are doing it they're usually mostly caught up in just being an artist and doing that part of it and I mean you hear them you know go on podcasts here and there but not that many really have one. And that was and that so. was a part of, a, you know, I quit my other podcast because I'm like, I just, you know, I don't have a steady person to do this with. Um, 
You know, Let's like it's it. it's it's detracting from me putting in work on the music side. But here's the thing: like now that that I found someone uh, I fucking vibe with, and we can talk about anything, this is gonna do nothing but promote both of us. And it's like, why not have that extra form of promotion? Not that we don't love talking and love doing the podcast. You know what I oh, mean? Yeah. But that's just oh, no, the natural sure. benefit of doing something and, and and having reaction from it, which this whole episode has been reaction to what we're doing. Oh, no, so a thousand percent. No, I know. It's it's definitely, it's, it's pretty crazy to see up close. Um, I honestly, I'm trying to get back into it. Like, I, I'm so shitty about this lately. Like, um, Kaleidoscope is pretty much done. Um, it needs a couple little fucking tweaks and extra, you know, here's and there's, but... For the most part, it's Needs a scribble feature. It's... Well, no, I've been working on this shit forever, and it's like... I... I got a little bit of extra shit that I could probably add to it, but, like, uh, the merry-go-round broke down. is probably gonna need to go on there. Yeah, I can't wait to hear that one, bro. You, you, you've talked that up to legendary status. No, and it's... Well, no, and I did it live, and people enjoyed it, <laughs> so there is that, but... Um, no, I just, like... I can I, you know, I'm trying to fucking make sure that everything that I do is, like, is properly done. And Quality. It just, exactly. Because I, at this point, after this long, and as much as I've done, there's no point to putting something out that's not going to have that quality aspect. So, yeah. fucking, yeah, I'm just, like, I really, again, cannot thank any everybody enough for uh, stopping through, listening to this shit, and checking out what we do, because... Again, after this many years, man, just fucking, we just did this because we love doing it. It was something we felt compelled to do. It was never like we saw people around us making money at it and we were like, oh, let's do it for that reason. Or we were born into it, like our family was doing it. Or like, I mean, at a certain point there, we found friends around us that were doing stuff like that. But it was never, this was stuff that we just like, we really like this stuff. We want to do it too. Yeah, and it, we're both big podcast fans, and that probably stems from our love. Oh of no, like that, well, I was talking about. And, well, oh no, for sure. Well, I was talking about music, but no, the the podcast part. Honestly, I think of it like this, especially if it's done right and the episodes are preserved correctly. Like, this is underground hip hop history. Like a lot of the shit that we talk about is like shit that not as many people are aware of, but this shit happened. Like, this is for real. And I mean, in my case. It's more so like, again, my a lot of my uh, actual uh, historical credentials come from the uh, fucking Violent J uh, trip in 2004 uh, when I got flown out. But in your case, no bullshit. Like I said, I was looking at that shit the other day. Um, you did the fucking Tom Segura was literally did took like a, three minutes of his podcast talking about you and his wife talking about you specifically. And talking about how you're dope on the mic. So, I mean, really, like, we are clearly not fucking schlubs out here. Like, we we does this. We do this shit, bruh. Do this shit. And uh, by well, the way, let's... I also know, oh, and I also want to point, no, I just, I also want to point out, because I know that we personally, we've got a couple of tracks so far, but we haven't really gone that hard on making anything ourselves. I think that we probably are going to do that at some point, right? Like, I know we were talking about that project. I wouldn't be surprised if... That generally has kind of like not formulated. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that thing. 
Yeah. No, I honestly, you know. I would, I would really, I really, I think that it would probably be safe to say you could write that off, not even in a bad way, just in a way of like, I don't think that it is materializing. It's not necessarily the right time. Maybe that's the best way to say it. Right. But I definitely do think, I mean, again, getting a fucking verse done clearly ain't the hard part. We've exemplified that multiple times. So I definitely, uh, going I mean, forward, there's going to be me some... And you. Me and you might have to fucking just form a fucking a new little group with me, you, and some other person, and uh, just fucking I mean, drop a mixtape. Just drop a mixtape real quick and just see, start. See, I'm on not the even gonna lie. That, you know, I'm not gonna lie. I really do love the idea of three-person groups, and I'll tell you why. Because realistically, all you got to do is write one verse each, each song. And then that's oh, it's it. so easy. It's so easy, dude. It's so and it's then so you're cheat fucking, code. It's real, like, really. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not even... And then the hook. Like, you can either collab on the hook, or you can figure it out later, or you can have somebody scratch on it or fucking whatever. Like, there's so yeah. much different shit that you can do. So, yeah, no, bro. Uh, now that, you know, uh, S&M Underground, episode eight or nine, whatever the fuck, I don't even know. Uh, in the this'll can. Be, uh, this'll be episode 11. Oh, 11. Oh, shit. Get the fuck. Three months. Oh, amazing. I love it. So, <laughs> fucking have a, have a dope Friday, whatever the fuck y'all doing. Uh, get get super uh, litty titty out there. Um, wherever you might be. I know y'all all over the place in the country, maybe even the world. Who the fucking say? But uh, we will uh, definitely, and I don't know who's going to be the first one. It'll probably end up being a homie so that... When, while we get the fucking situation figured out, um, that yeah, we're not, yeah, we're, like, gonna, we're know, gonna bring in the homies not, first. Well, so, no, uh, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I don't want to. If you know, you know, if you know Necro or fucking Tom Segura or fucking whoever, we can get somebody in here. Then fucking, I want to make sure we're on point. So, well, that's why uh, we gotta have the homies on. That way, if anything no, fucks exact, up, no, because exactly, <laughs> the, the homies are the homies, and they get it. They understand yeah. the. They understand the process. But, exactly. all right, brother, uh, good, all right, good, brother. Uh, good talk, good episode, and, yes, uh, yeah, we will, uh, we will see you motherfuckers next week. S&M Underground to the Underground Sound to the down, 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 to down, 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 down.